A loud pounding on the front door jerked Jeb erect in bed. Wearing only sweatpants, he cursed as he hurried to the entry hall. Tony stood on his porch, and typical of him, he bothered with no greeting when Jeb answered his knock. Power went out last night. We need to form a team and go check on our neighbors. Not everyone has generators or a backup source of heat. Jeb's generator had kicked on automatically, and being located at the back of his house outside the laundry room, it hadn't made enough noise to wake him. He rubbed the sleep from his eyes and blinked. Judging by the pale hint of light on the horizon, the full break of dawn was an hour away. What time is it, anyway? 5.30 and time to get rolling, Tony replied. I've already called Pete. He's got a wood stove for heat, so his wife won't freeze to death while he's out helping others. And seeing you without a shirt is bad for my self-esteem. I must have been in the back row when muscles were handed out. Jeb knew Pete, a fledgling farmer in his thirties. Chafing his hands, he invited his neighbor inside. Can't help how my upper half looks. What's the temp out there? Twenty below, and Myrna says it'll be even colder tonight. Jeb shut the door. He was all for helping neighbors, but if he, Tony, and Pete meant to be effective, they'd need to divide the area into sections, gather emergency supplies, and keep in touch by cell phone in case one of them came up against a situation he couldn't handle alone. Over coffee that Jeb made quickly at his built-in coffee center, the two men discussed a plan of action. When Jeb was asked which road he wanted to take, he said he'd cover Elderberry Lane. Bad of him, he guessed. But if his message writer lived on that road, maybe she'd get her wish and find a hero standing on her porch. Jeb found himself thinking of the woman often, she sounded so isolated. He had wished a dozen times that he could figure out which house she lived in and knock on her door to ask if she would make those chocolate chip cookies for him. He'd driven Elderberry a few times early of a morning, and he'd only ever seen a dark-haired woman walking her little girl to the bus stop. In the glare of his headlights, she'd looked too pretty to be the message writer, and her child had been wearing pink snow boots, which the composer of the note said she couldn't afford to buy. Nope. If a woman that pretty were in the market for a rescuer, she'd have no problem finding one. Interrupting Jeb's thoughts, Tony said, Even though I had my diesel truck hooked up to a block heater all night, I had a hell of a time starting it this morning. Way I figure, even if we have only a team of three, we can drive some of our neighbors to relatives or friends who have backup heat. Jeb took a swig of coffee. How long do you think this outage will last? Could be days if another storm hits. Pete knows a guy who works at Mystic's Lightning Bug Electric, and he says lines are down all over the area. They get one fixed and another tree falls, and just the weight of the ice is snapping the wires in two. Tony shook his head. I've never seen it this cold. Myrna forgot a plate of brownies in our microwave. It's mounted above our cooking range on an outside wall. Our house felt warm as could be, but when she found those brownies this morning, they were froze solid with frost on top. Without heat, some folks could freeze to death. The thought gave Jeb the shivers. What's our plan if we run across a neighbor who has no friend or relative in town with a wood stove or generator? If we got room, which I don't, we can put them up in our homes. Or we can drive them to a motel or a B&B that has a backup generator. 
A last resort would be to call the cops. The churches will provide shelter, and the cops will know where to take people. Jeb could count the churches in Mystic Creek on the fingers of one hand. He guessed that when they ran out of room, the fire station, the sheriff's department, and other public places would take people in. The mention of shelters reminded Jeb of his livestock and chickens. Before I can go shopping for emergency supplies, I have to tend to my animals. My truck will be overloaded, so I'll leave Bozo in the laundry room. Not much in there he can eat. Long as you'll be gone, the doors might start looking tasty to him, Tony said with a chuckle. Good thing you're a woodworker. You can replace anything he chews up. Jeb donned shoe chains and thick outerwear before taking care of his animals. He knew that Charlie Rand.